Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 7, Track 7, Forbidden Love. this album really yeah please please tell me more kenny i'm sort of starting to fall in love with it what happened kenny (laughs) i can't explain it love is so i don't know mysterious mysterious yeah no an aphrodisiac rejection I think oh. that you um I think that you did what I told you to do which was take off all your clothes and dance to don't stop around your apartment and you did it and now you're singing Lottie Dottie down the streets of New York City. <laughs> um I didn't do that. You um, should. And, it's really and, fun. Your neighbors I, will love it by the way. <laughs> well, it depends. You know it's winter so things are not as firm. <laughs> um but <laughs> Um, I, I, what, I, what, I, seriously, what, what is, what is change? I mean, is it just kind of the nostalgia wave of the album is rolling over you in a, no, I think that I started to feel like, um, I really started to really enjoy the album more and mm. found sort of like the, in a lot of ways, the mid tempo-ness of it, like very appealing, like very pleasant and yeah. Um, and I think lyrically, it's a really like, except for the two songs that I, I still stand by my, my feedback on, I'd rather be your lover and don't stop. Okay. Um, though I like them more than I did, even when we talked about them a few weeks ago. Um, wow. but not as much, not like I've not put them back on the list. However, like I, I still think the album could be better without both of them. Um, but <laughs> Um, this is such a roundabout way of falling in love with the record again. <laughs> but I thought he's I clinging to his edits. You're clinging to your edits. Well, I'm I'm, I'm softening, but I'm still yeah. saying I think that those are not as good as other parts of the album. However, I think especially with you know the next few songs and building to the end of the album, I think like there's some really beautiful work here. Really outside of the norm for Madonna and like songs that really do stand the test of time. Well, I think what I love about the next three tracks are that it really shows where she's going stylistically and it's all over the map. And I think that there is something 
really bold in context now of seeing how all these different tracks were kind of on the table and they chose to put these 11 together into an album. And, and there's something very empowering about Madonna embracing the, the mid-tempo chaos of it because they, they all don't fit together. And there's something very hodgepodgey about the style of everything and which, which is a reflection of, you know, she's writing with different people, she's producing with different people. And yet the mood is what holds it together mm -hmm. yeah. in a way that's not a, even about the music. It's this mood she's in. It's this, yes. So in that way, it's like, it's all up to Madonna. Madonna is the, is the, it's very, it's a very super, again, it's a very superstar kind of move because she is the decide, she is the commonality between everything and the whole thing. Yes. So it's, it, it, it makes you, you kind of go on the journey of the album through all of its different weird places it goes because Madonna's guiding you along. Mm -hmm. And and, I, and, you know, I mean, I think that I think Forbidden Love is a great example of that kind of how Madonna has transformed uh, the Babyface sound. So Babyface, yes. uh, Babyface is obviously a huge, huge R&B legend. Um, he is an he's a Midwestern boy. He was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um uh, just a year younger than Madonna herself. Um, his, his name was Kenneth Brian Edmonds, and then he became babyface when he joined a band because um, of his young looks. Um, it, he was, uh, Bootsy Collins uh, tagged him babyface. And at this point, um, babyface had done uh, the two hits for Boys to Men. He had done I'm Your Baby Tonight with Whitney Houston. He, um, you know, he, he Tony was- Tony Braxton. Yeah, Tony Braxton. I mean, he was the epitome of smooth R&B, juicy goodness. When can my heart beat again? When does the pain never end? And when do the tears start from running over? When does you get over it begin? I hear what you're saying, but I swear that it's not making sense. So when can I see you? When can I see you again? And this song is none of that. It is restless. It is um, spacious. It is um, kind of halting. It has a kind of uh, jerkiness to it, yeah. which I think is really interesting. I totally agree. I mean, this is one of my favorite tracks on this album. Mm -hmm. um, the track that uh, I think, to your point, both Madonna and Babyface are working outside their comfort zones and together they come to this really interesting place that is really like no other song I can think of. No, no. And, and also I think it, 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 for Babyface, I think it was a really good opportunity for him to kind of shed some of the 
the yes. formulaicness that was starting to settle in. I mean, you know, TLC's uh, album was such a monolith and, and everybody was aping it. And I think it was also for him, instead of chasing the imitators of his own sound, he was like, let's do something really different. And because it's Madonna and Madonna doesn't want to sound like anybody else, I think they really succeed here with this song. You're absolutely right. I mean, first of all, um, you know, Crazy Sexy Cool is one of my favorite albums of all time. Amazing. Um, Red Light Special to me on that, though, is the most, for me, the most baby face sounding like it. Yeah. And, and like at a time, and I think anybody from our generation and maybe even a little later, like the second a baby face song starts, you know, it's a baby face song. Yeah. Like, there's just something you hear in it. Absolutely, this song seemed to be like, what if I wasn't babyface? What would I do? You know? And- or, yeah. How can I get the babyfaceness out of my songwriting? Yeah. You know? And and it's not like he 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 abandons this forever because the next year he does the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, which right. I think is like oh. it, it if everyone should go, if anyone has loves TLC, if anyone loves Tony Braxton, if anyone loves Whitney Houston, go listen to the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. It is so, it is the ladies of R&B of 1995 mm-hmm. doing, do, doing Babyface. It's <laughs> amazing. It's a perfect album. Everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong And sometimes it's right For every win Someone must fail But there comes a point when When we exhale Yeah, yeah Say But back to Forbidden Love, um, yes. this song, um, the other thing I really love about this song is, is the kind of the, the vocal, their duet. It, it's yes. kind of considered a duet, but it's also kind of, um, there's lots of murmuring and weird yeah. um, texture to it. I think there's all these whispers, right? Which forever I was like, what is Babyface whispering? Because he's like, you know... Um, do you have do you know what they are what he says i'd love for you to tell me he's whispering don't go near the fire don't go in the dark don't give into your desire because he's going to break your heart let it go let go just repeats this a couple times don't go near the fire don't go in the dark don't go into desire. oh my god 
your impression is uncanny. It's, it's like baby faces here. reminds me of love song in this way of you don't quite know who's speaking when um because they're snaking through it so much um and she this is my favorite kind of emotional state for madonna um this kind of restless frustration with love and want being drawn to the heartbreak uh-huh yeah i love it i love 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 madonna at this point this is the uh, and i feel like it's a true true romantic statement for madonna mm-hmm. she's in she's thinking about forbidden love in your eyes forbidden uh-uh. love um is this yeah i mean i totally agree with all that i think that the melody is really interesting on this like um, it's hard. It takes a while to get it, you know, but then it sort of finds its groove. I think this is also why I'm having this change of opinion about the album because it's suddenly I understood like the groove of the album more like, yeah, we're just leaning back a little bit, but still feeling like um, it still grooves, you know, it also references inside of me. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things on this album that are speaking to each other. And this mm-hmm, is, this mm-hmm. is you know, Sanctuary is coming up and there's a lot of things in Sanctuary that I think are kind of a, a summation of the whole album. And um, she's also she's also doing this really interesting vocal where she's kind of pushing her vocal. Yeah. And um, but doesn't want to go into her higher her her head voice, which I think is really interesting. Um, like where in the song do you think that's happening? When she's um, it, when um, I uh, what's the line about um, if I only had one? Well, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if I only had one wish, love would always feel like this. Wishing on the stars above, forbidden love. If I only had one dream, this would be more than it seems. Forbidden love. I mean, the bridge is just yeah, it's a great bridge. Oh my gosh. Like and back to your thoughts about the melody, it's almost willfully not a radio hit. Mm-hmm, and I'm totally. always curious if they wrote Take a Bow first and had that in their pocket that gave mm-hmm. them the permission to be more experimental. Like they were like, okay, we've got the hit. Now let's like 
really get adventurous or if it was vice versa, if it was like, okay, let's see what this could be. And then the next one was their take a bow. I'm always curious about that when people get together as like uh, collaborators that way. It's like, how, how, what's the sequence of writing the songs or are they doing it all together? Do you think? Yeah. Good question. I love in this song, the organ. Mm. I love the, I love the beat itself, like, yeah. which is really, you know, um, chill, but driving forward. And we're in the home like stretch, we're going yeah. in, we're turning a curve to the second. Yes. I feel like human nature was sort of like the peak of a certain kind of thing. And now we're a mic this. drop. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're, now she's like, let's go, let's see where else we can go. And really, really everything from here on is totally unexpected. Like there's yeah. nothing that you're like, Oh, she didn't, she's not checking any boxes anymore. You know, no, no. Um, this is, this, this is the music she wants to make versus what she has to make. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Never did it live. No, nope. never was a single. No, nope. but it surfaces again soon. And I think that she's really proud of it. The fact that it, it comes back on something to remember in yes. the following year. I think she does want to remind people about it again. Well, I actually read somewhere, I don't know if this is true or not. So maybe a um, a fan, a, a listener will tell us yeah. um, that there was a video made for this song. I heard also that it was supposed to be a single for something to remember. Maybe that's why it's included. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But it is a really great song. Very, very... Um, singular there's nothing else like it in her whole canon you know um yeah one of the other things i find interesting about forbidden love is it's the only time so far i can think of in madonna's career where she has two songs with the same name i know and i and i sometimes wonder now if the other one uh because she did it live and because it 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 was done more Um, If it kind of um, obscures this one, they're so different and they're so, So and we'll talk about it when we get to confessions on a dance floor, but they're so different. And I think, I think it always, it comes back to baby face. I think it comes back to the, the, the kind of, there's a literacy to a literacy to this that I really love and Mm -hmm. a poetry. And I think that's baby face Um, and uh, pushing Madonna's poetness poetess um it with that groove i just think that there's a, a matching there that the other version the other one doesn't have it, it it's something else which is just as valid but it's not it's not this right hey mark um i totally agree it's not this although i love that other version too a lot yeah um but um just to get back to theme and then you know we can wrap up after this um, please with forbidden love um have you ever had a forbidden love? Oh, many, 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 many forbidden well, loves. Oh, wait, I, let me take it a step back before oh. I know. I, I should have known that would be your answer. <laughs> um, what um, What do you consider forbidden love? Oh, God, forbidden love. I think I think forbidden love is when you know it's bad for you the circumstances really don't matter, but when you know that the relationship or the um, encounter or the experience is, is not going to be the right thing and you willfully go into it. I think Um, that's what forbidden love is. 
So that's a looser definition of forbidden love because forbidden would mean to me like, you know, um, incest or uh, pedophilia <laughs> or love with Oh, dear, animal. Kenny. <laughs> I mean, aren't those forbidden love? Uh, you or, know, like, I'm thinking of it in context of this beautiful song about love. And I, I, I think that I think that there is... Um, I think that Madonna is writing about the thrill of that love that may is bad for you, but you never get the same jolt again. Mm. And even if it's the wrong thing, even if it's the, it's never going to work, it's never going to be what it, what you need it to be. And it, and you've moved on from it. it the, the relationship or the person isn't going to give you, the things you need now, you never forget the the jolt and the thrill of that, um, that love and that that heat and that um, excitement of it. And I think it, I think forbidden love can haunt the rest of your relationships because I think it's a part about getting get becoming an adult and being mature is being like, oh, there's that thrilling excitement of and messiness of that. But it's not necessarily lasting. Right. Well, it's an affair. It's gonna be an affair. There's no way that forbidden yeah. love can like become like it's hard for that to sustain. Sustainability is a big factor when you're when you're mature. And and I do think that Madonna's writing about um a very identifiable thing, which is that kind of that messiness of initial attraction. I think that song. the lyrics originally, instead of rejection is the greatest aphrodisiac, my, what I've read is that the lyrics initially were sustainability is the hardest thing to do. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just being annoying now, but I do think there were a lot of pictures of Madonna at this time with a horse. And so I'm just wondering. What are you wondering? This is weird. I, I mean, is this about her love with a horse? No, it is not. <laughs> I think, you know what it is? Uh, we should note at this time that she's yeah. met Carlos Leone. Yeah. She's run into, she was running in the park, probably listening to the, 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 the demo of this track on her Walkman. Uh -huh. And uh, she ran into Carlos Leone, a personal trainer and actor in New York City. And they met and she was drawn to him. And uh, she was busy. She was doing stuff, but she was like, you know what? He may be forbidden, but I'm going to go on a date with him. Well, why was he forbidden? I don't know. I just think, you know, she's running around. She's doing a lot of stuff. He's in New York. She's living in Miami. And yet, well, here we yeah, go. Okay. So, but I do wonder about, I, I'm glad we're ringing up Carlos because obviously yeah. he's a big part of the picture for the next couple of years. And I do connect this album with him because he's yeah. sort of, Around here, and then of course, all through Avita, we see him by her side, and um, yes, um, and he, you know, I know I went all on about Tony Ward, um, but Carlos is like pretty much up there as well as like one of the ones I really like. Um, well, he's an adult. I feel yes. like that that he has an adult relationship. He is a man. He's doing his thing. Yes. that's the other thing. Is it's like it's not like. I think what's so interesting about Carlos is he's got his own stuff going on. He's an actor. Totally. He's got his business going in New York. He's like doing, so 
that is also part of it. It's like, it's not so much that he is a bad influence on her, but more of she's going to have to make concessions too so that she can fit into his life. Yeah. When they unveil Carlos, when she unveils oh. Carlos at her birthday um, in 1995. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, those are two adults having a relationship. I, even, even, even in my, you know, I was 18. Uh, I was like, oh, there are two adults having a relationship. Carlos is an adult. And yeah. I, I think that that, um, that maturity um, gives her the, the um, confidence to pursue it. For sure. For yeah. sure. She's not screwing around. He's not screwing around. Let's do this. Right. Maybe that's the most forbidden love of all. Mm, okay. I don't know about that, but maybe, <laughs> maybe. I do have one question though about the origin story of their love. Like, sure. He just ran into her in the park. I, I think that they were running. I think she, I think, I think that her trainer who she was running with probably knew Carlos. Okay. And there was that kind of thing. I think that's what happened. Because she was like, I need a baby daddy. Bring no, me, bring me I around. think they were running in the park. They stopped to get a sip of water uh -huh. at one of the drinking, many drinking fountains oh, in our yeah. beautiful parks here yeah. in New York City. That's when And I there see. was Carlos doing like work, tr a training on the lawn. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, Carlos. Hey, buddy. Okay, but can I just point to like... Hey, Mike, the, I'm, I'm hanging out with Madonna. Let's the do this. Terrible, the terrible plot point that you have of Madonna saying, I'm going to go get a drink of water out of a fountain. I'm not saying she was getting a drink of water. I'm saying the trainer was getting trainer, a drink of water. Uh, okay. Hey, Madonna, can we stop so I can go get a drink of water from a fountain <laughs> over here? Sure. Let I'm me turn listening. the cassette over on my disc, man. <laughs> See, she had to turn the cassette over. It's perfect time. I'm listening she to did demos. not. No, let's all calm down. Madonna did not just run, 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 and not stop for a moment. Like, nobody does that. What if a horse-drawn carriage was coming by and they had to stop for a second? <laughs> or the cops were driving through the park. There was an issue. There was an incident down okay, so outside the park. So and everyone had to stop to let the car go through. Okay, she stopped right. with the trainer. There was Carlos. Okay, I love it. So um, scene, Madonna in Central Park running with her trainer and the bodyguards. Mike, Mike with her trainer, Mike. And um, something happens with a, with, what did you say? With a, with a There's an incident on the south side of the park and the cops are driving through the park. Okay. And they've been like, everybody who's running must Everyone stop. needs to stop. And, and then the trainer, Mike, is like, thank God, because I really needed to get a sip of water from the No, fountain. no, no. This is the drinking fountain's out. They've got bottles <laughs> of water. He just turns and sees Carlos working out in the lawn. And, and he's like, oh, my God, that's my friend Carlos. Yeah. He says, let's go talk to him. And she's like, I'll talk to him. I like, I would prefer a little conflict there though, where she's like, I'm not in the mood. I just want to keep running. What's no, going on? No, Madonna's living in the moment. She's listening to Forbidden Love on her disc, man. Come on, Kenny. At the time, it's not called Forbidden Love. It's called, I don't like, care. It's called, it's that she's her. listening to Babyface tracks on her disc, man, trying to write lyrics while she runs. Is it a disc man? It was a disc man. She had like a compact disc that she was running. No. On. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Remember you had a disc man in 1995. I would never run with a disc man. You, I they did. did. They skipped yeah. too much. Mine didn't. <laughs> Till next time. Bye.